Welcome back to the Amber Stitt Show. We have Scott Nelson Archer with us today. Welcome back, Scott. We're going to talk about marketing and technology today, which is a topic that I bring into the five steps because we need to be aware of what's happening around us. Even if we don't love all the technology that's occurring, we have to pay attention to it. So welcome back. And we're going to unpack a little bit about the efficiency behind technology and marketing that we utilize with ourselves and our teams. So thanks for being here. The uh, input I'm going to give you may be <laughs> minimal at best. but uh... I knew that this was not going to be your favorite segment, but no, I mean, I tease because you've dabbled, you try things. It might feel more painful going back to focusing on talents. I mean, some people do not want to get in the weeds with the details on this stuff. And then some people love it. Right aligning the people that can help you, you delegate this to, or buying an app that can be that for you can really be helpful. But we do need to innovate. We do need to not shut our eyes that things are happening. And we're in an industry that's a little antiquated. Would you agree? Yeah, it's about <laughs> 20 years behind. So we can sign things. Um, but really, I'm talking about when I go out and we meet leaders in our industry too, they basically say, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to establish this or that. It's not for me. Right. So that's okay if your team can be that for you, right? right. Exactly. So you've done that over the years. What do you need, right? You ask your team. Right. Well, that's exactly right. You know, technology is not my strength. It's not, and it's not an interest of mine. And so, you know, that puts me at a disadvantage for progression. And I understand that. So what I try to look at and how I try to handle things, I go to my, my team and, you know, ask them, you know, once a quarter, is there anything? Is there software or hardware that would make your life better? Mm-hmm. But it make life easier. And at the end of the day, I tried to sit back and do, you know, an economic balance. So, you know, as an example, you know, if we, we can go to utilizing electronic policies mm-hmm. instead of paper policies, mm-hmm. you know, if I can electronically send an application mm-hmm. um, or a policy to somebody, how much time does that save? Yeah. I'm not, you know, creating a FedEx label. I'm not putting it in a FedEx. I'm not driving it over the FedEx. It's more secure it too because yep. it's not sitting in the mailbox. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not then chasing down a client to say, hey, did you get your policy? It was a FedEx. You know, so you start shaving off minutes here and there. And minutes add up to hours and hours add up to, you know, real wages. And so if we can sit back and, and figure out how to create something that makes it more efficient, then, you know, that's a time saver, which is an, also an economic saver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of the folks in my office, they're really good at, you know, trying to figure out what it is they need and what's going to benefit their job and make their job to be done quicker. That's always a good thing, in my opinion. Well, we joke about you not wanting to really dabble with technology, but nobody would know that. So I want to bring that up because we do things in business and for the people, whether it's team, family, basically you're delegating it out. Nobody on the other side of the business would know that because you're still making it happen and managing that. And so if it's not for you, don't make it be your thing, but you need to find someone that can help you leverage that and be opposite of you, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because the folks that are truly interested in the, the tech side and improving the that aspect of our business, they're also not really the ones that are probably wanting to look at, um, you know, spreadsheets. And mm-hmm. they're probably not the ones right. that want to look at balancing accounts and projecting, you know, for marketing dollars. And, you know, what about staffing and you know things of that nature? So, you know, everybody's got their strengths. And, you know, like we talked on a prior segments about building a puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. It's getting things to fit in there correctly. And, you know, you want people to be complimentary. If everybody's got the same skills and, you know, we might still have a rotary phone. <laughs> yes, you might. No, <laughs> you know, solopreneurs can't always have that luxury. But what I found, I mean, you didn't always have a big team. 
Now you do. Didn't always have partners, strategic partners. And the thing I want to say to the audience is if you're going through the grind of doing all things and it's just feels like a nightmare sometimes, what you're doing is you're learning how things work. So when you are hiring, when you are building teams, something breaks, you can come in or it's a weekend, they're not there. How are you going to handle that? So the balance is there to teach, but then you can also know it's supposed to work like this for the most part. Then it can also help you oversee teams, making sure things are running efficiently, but it keeps you, we have to keep understanding it enough. The big thing right now is the AI and chat GPT, and is it going to take over certain jobs? And I don't see you going in a deep dive on, let's study all the ways about AI, but you know it exists. You know that People are utilizing it for certain things to be more efficient. But ultimately, it's just having that awareness, understanding, and having communication, I think, is going to be one of those timeless things where personal development, leadership, working with people, helping people. We have marketing and technology trends that are going to change, but ultimately, that foundation of you is always going to be something that a currency that you never know what the dollar could do in the future. But the human element is always going to be necessary. I, I believe that 100%. You know, you're not going to be able to replace all aspects of it. You know, and certainly there's going to be some things that, you know, people, you know, want to maintain in a more electronic manner, a written manner, so that there's no sticking what is meant, you know, because it's written. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get that. But I also think there's a lot of people that are still looking for advice and looking for conversation to really understand because you can get so much more done verbally than electronically, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because... Yeah. You know, people can understand it. And if they don't, you can correct that conversation on the fly, you know, and come at trying to answer a question a couple of different ways versus a singular way. But yeah, I think, um, you know, having a team of people that know how to do different things is just really critical. If you don't, it's hard to move forward if you just kind of continue to do the same thing. And now a word from our sponsor. Navigating the medical disability insurance industry can be complex and overwhelming, but fear not because help is here. Introducing MD Disability Quotes, your trusted partner in securing the right coverage for your unique needs. We understand that as a physician, protecting your medical subspecialties is of utmost importance. With over 30 years of experience working in true own occupation disability insurance contracts, our team of experts is dedicated to putting your best interests first. At MD Disability Quotes, we believe that when the unexpected happens, you deserve the exact coverage you need. That's why we go above and beyond to tailor your contracts to your specific needs with the best discounts. Say goodbye to the uncertainties and let us take some of the risks out of your life. Our team is committed to providing you with the guidance and support you need to make informed decisions. Why wait? Call or email MD Disability Quotes today to schedule a free consultation with our team of independent brokers. So as we move down this five steps, we're talking about the fourth step is understanding marketing technology, innovating. So we're talking about knowing who you are and how you're going to manage your personal life and maybe in business. And then we talk about how we're handling our money, putting dollars in. I know you test certain things. We spend some money and we don't get the metric we want, but we have to try. So we do a little bit of that. And we can do that because, again, we manage our money in a way that allows us that freedom to not feel the trying. Yeah, it's experimental marketing dollars. That's what it comes down to. The, the tech fund, if you will. Yeah. And then we we roll into risk management. I mean, we have to innovate and see how do we stay more secure with technology and really looking at all the avenues. But knowing who your client is and what kind of technology or meeting style that they want. 
There's all types of ways to receive information. Not everyone's going to watch this. They might listen. They might want to read something. You have to hit all aspects now, which is cool because we have technology that can help us. But we know that with our physicians being really busy, it might be a 30-minute meeting. It might not be longer than that. We have to be so efficient and educate and communicate in a way that works for them. All of this has been, been able to help us hit kind of any personality type, depending on their specialty. It's been really great. We've been able to leverage that. Absolutely. Well, and you mentioned 30 minutes. Gosh, I probably don't have a 30-minute meeting once a week. And most of them are five to seven. You can, yeah. Because they're you know in between rooms or you know, in between cases. And you may end up needing two or three of those in order Mm -hmm. to get a full understanding of what somebody needs and what they want and how to build a contract, you know, to meet what their expectations are. But, you know, that's our job is Mm -hmm. to try to figure out how to understand what somebody needs how to build it to meet those expectations, and then how to relay that information to client that this Mm -hmm. is what you said you wanted. This is built with these characteristics. So automation, it's pretty trendy, obviously, for everybody. We want things quick and fast. We're busy. Let's talk a little bit about why accelerated algorithm-based, all these buzzwords about, oh gosh, over a decade ago, it was like portfolios and algorithms going to be, all these things are so exciting. It does sometimes hurt our outcomes of our insurance offers. And so if we're just always going automated, clicking on a website, this is great. You might be missing an element. You might be actually spending more. They're not going to advertise, oh, by the way, your cholesterol is high. You might get this rate. Oh no, they're going to show you the best rate for everybody. You go end it to the end of the process and then, oh, so if you can work with teams that understand, we're going to use technology. We're going to talk to you. We're going to figure out what's your story. Right. So you're not winding up building something out or taking that time and then being upset at the end. We can help with the relationships that we've established to, to find the solution. So let's talk a little bit about the automation. It's not always a good mm-hmm. thing. No, certainly it's not. It can actually come back and haunt you. But, you know, customers and clients don't know that. You know, they don't understand that my health is perfect. My height, weight, body ratios are perfect. My BMI is perfect. But you happen to have a $65,000 a year resident job or fellowship job, and you have $300,000 in consumer debt being medical student loan and that in and of itself is outside of the rigid structure of this automated underwriting. And so you look risky because you spend too much money because they consider that to look like the same as credit card debt or auto debt. And there's no way you can mm. actually support that on that income. And mm. the systems don't have the ability to realize, oh, you're a resident forced in a PGY4 or something. You know, you have potential. This, there's this, a reason this for getting this. Ready to, you know, change your you know, income from 60 to 300 or 400 or 500. And this is going to become something that's very affordable to manage, not, you know, an anchor that you're trying to swim with. And that's what it looks like in the structure of an automated process. A form is not going to understand that. Correct. And in the last few years, I mean, we've seen a lot of the, a lot of carriers, insurance companies are coming up with the time. So that's good. There's benefits there, but there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of house purchases. Even that alone can make you look risky. You're otherwise healthy. So you're like, wait, I thought we we're talking about health here. Right. But it's not. That's the reason why they ask you, you know, what your avocations are. What are you doing? So, you know, health, avocations, economics, driving behavior, right? I mean, it's all that little stuff. We don't really think about you know, what's life insurance going to cost or, you know, it's all part of the makeup of who you are and what the risk is to the insurance company. And, you know, if somebody's got high risk on you know income out of whack with the debt service, there's some tendencies that happen and mortality changes on those. Mm-hmm. It just does. We have a lot of doctors that don't want to give blood. Yeah. Not funny. 
Uh, well, like I always say, you know, doctors are scared of needles. Attorneys die without wills. Plumbers have an outhouse. Yard men, you know, have the weeds. Um, <laughs> it just is what it is. If we want the best for yourself, you're going to rate lock something in. Let's do it right from the beginning. And right. So that's really the benefit that we've seen. If we're going to apply marketing and technology into, hey, by the way, let's look at it from the top down. What do you have going on? How old are you? Are there purchases? Is the, the debt there? So we can help you translate that to the carrier. Sometimes that's a letter we write that can explain the situation. I don't make much money, but I have a lot of dependents. So right. we have to explain it. So yeah. working with a team, you don't have that team, that independent thinking can certainly help you there. But always pay attention to that because just moving too fast in life, sometimes we got to stop and just see what else could be out there for us. Yeah, and you need to understand you know, what the pros and cons are. And I don't think that's always well thought through. And I don't think it's well explained, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, just slamming people through a process, you know, the output, you know, may not be ideal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having time wasted time, yeah, to learn. Time, give five minutes of a consultation. And I think you can be yeah. surprised that, you know, maybe there's a better process for you because you are specific to you. You know, it's not general not across everybody. So you want to really take some time, especially in the resident fellowship market, because in and the biggest thing I always see is the economic ratios are out of whack, but it's because of what the future is, not what the present is. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you can't translate that into some forms. Nope, sure can. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that. And hopefully that's helpful to the audience that's considering looking at life a little bit differently, but keep healthy as, as healthy, be well as possible. But we got to factor in those financials too. All right, so that'll wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much. Great, thanks. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.